Welcome to The Old World Lives, a Warhammer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of The Old World Lives, a Warhammer and... Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about these days. Usually Warhammer. Probably going to be a bit more of the old world uh, in the future as well, uh, given the recent news, but more on that later in the episode. I'm Chris, and with me tonight I have Niklas. Hello. And, surprisingly, Jens. Yes, it's not just the old world that lives. I live too. The old man lives. Yes. I'm not, I'm not yeah. older than Chris. No, uh, maybe not in uh, your physical form, but in spirit. <laughs> in my in my physical form as well. My 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 physical age is way higher than my actual age. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All those years bent over the painting table. Yes. Yeah. That, that, there 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 are benefits with not ever painting a model anymore. You just, uh, age like fine wine instead of uh, whatever you age like. I spent half my money on models and paints, and the other half I wasted. Fair enough. I actually managed to not spend any money over the past weekend uh, when it comes to miniatures, because I forgot that the uh, the special edition box, or whatever you can call it, for Heresy was uh, released and then subsequently sold out before I realized it was there. That's good uh, for the wallet. That's a really good, uh, given the, the news that were presented during the live stream that we're going to talk about a bit later. But uh, since it's been, been a while, uh, Niklas, have you been doing any hobby at all? Uh, yes. Um, uh, mostly other things that involves uh, horses and swords and stuff. So adjacent, but I have actually done some Warm fantasy hobby as well. I um, I finally assembled my basilisk and mareworm a few weeks back, and also I assembled uh, Rackart, the beast lord. So that's uh, yeah, that's the the hobby I done for fantasy. I think. Yeah. So uh, since 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 last time you've actually uh, acquired a mareworm and assembled it. Since I don't think we talked about that uh, last uh, episode, since it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I think also since last episode, I did my chariot, my second uh, dark elf chariot with the the dreadlord on it. Oh yeah, probably. So yeah, I've been uh, doing stuff for dark elves. Um, still have a bunch of stuff left for them to do. A bunch of dark riders, and need to paint these monsters. So I will have a sizable. Tread host when they're done. Monsters is a treat to paint. They're pretty much rewards, at least uh, so far as I'm uh, concerned. Yeah. yeah, I'm at the stage now with the Dark Elves that, uh, I mean, I was at that stage from the beginning, basically, since I bought stuff from you and then I bought some more Dark Riders and stuff, um, <laughs> that uh, you start adding random shit that I probably won't ever use in a game. Definitely won't use in like a a normal game, uh, which is what I think happens to to all armies. Like you get like you may get two thousand point army, 
And then you expand it to like 3,000 points where you can uh, exchange some units. And then it's just like, oh, it would be cool to have just a bunch of monsters. Or for my Kesselites, I, I did those wagons. And uh, for the dwarves, I got a, the Goblobber and just a bunch of extra stuff, like a bunch of Bugman miniatures and just extra knickknacks. So that's kind of what, where I'm at with the Dark Elves now. That sounds good. I, I also know that you did uh, do a bit of a Tetris with all of your monsters when packing them. Packing yes. Them. Oh my god. It's like, the, the dwarves are so easy to transport. Uh, just put them in a, a normal game case. Fits perfectly. Uh, although I did use uh, another brand. Uh, and then the Kesselites, I found a good solution with the the metal boxes because they're all just tall and narrow. So they fit perfectly in like a metal box with, with magnetized spaces. But the dark hills are fucking hell because they have infantry that like points everywhere, like the uh, executioners. And then you have a bunch of cavalry. You can't fit those in a regular case. And then they have a fuckload of monsters that won't fit anywhere. But I, I managed to get yeah, to touch with them pretty well in a, like in a foam case like a pluck foam case that's meant for tools and uh, i got a hardware store so i'm pretty happy with that uh, it's, it's nice to get uh, some case just a scratch pretty much scratch built case in that for, for them yeah so i managed to fit in that case two chariots uh two different dark pegasus riders and uh, manticore with a rider Rakarth on his dragon, the basilisk, the mare worm, and uh, Hydra. And uh, did did you need a small car- like a, a trolley or something to use to carry that bag around to give it away? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not that much metal. Rakarth is the heaviest thing, and then the chariots are metal, and the Hydra is metal, but. Basically, the rest is resin. In the dark fantasies, but they're fair enough. Fight. Yeah, the Rakarth is something that you could put in a sock and uh, end someone with. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah, it took forever to, to cut that out, though, because uh, like you had three layers, but then I had to cut like, shapes into the like bottoms, tops of the layers. Not just like take out squares to to fit all the fucking wings and stuff. The the manticore was the worst. The, the raging heroes manticore because the wings just stick out like I don't know eight inches maybe between the wingtips. Looks super cool, but it's a fucking pain. Yeah. Some of those winged monsters, especially those that are pure metal or metal hybrids. The metaplastic ones that were the, some of the dragons later on, they didn't really work that well keeping together, so to speak, or being <laughs> able to be carried. Yeah, let's hope this holds. Rakar, this uh, it's got a metal dragon with the uh, plastic wings, actually. Yeah, the classic, uh, like fifth edition dragon. Yeah, and then they got the uh, plastic dragons in like late, late sixth edition, beginning of seventh, right. I think. Uh, and uh, that, I think in late fifth they started making the like the S dragons in plastic. Oh, maybe. Uh, like uh, 
uh, Imrex dragon is plastic, right? It's a different head. Yeah, th- th- that's right. Uh, the metal dragons were from fourth edition, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and then we got uh, quite a few upgrades in the uh, 7th and 8th uh, concerning dragons. Some of them looks better in some ways. Some of them looks like they could have spent a little less design time on the riders. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you have done quite a lot, even though you haven't really hobbied, so to speak, with the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I've been <clears throat> pretty busy painting some... Uh... Uh, by fire and sword stuff and uh, <clears throat> did some high house as well for uh, middle earth um they've been painting a lot of, lately actually but mostly by fire and sword uh <clears throat> but i did play some fantasy as well uh which we won't talk about now because we need morden here for that but i can yeah. reveal that we he invited us to come to to Erland to play and it was a lot of fun yeah i know i really said i missed it but on the other hand, I was working weeks, working week weeknights for like four, four, four to five weeks up, up to that point. So I needed sleeping time. No worries. <clears throat> We're definitely going to organize something there again. Yeah. Uh, Might see if I uh, got a new new army painted until then, that point or not. Or just uh, bring an army I actually have painted. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we need to get Morten on. He was uh, too busy this week with uh, other stuff. Yes. So, have you uh, done any painting recently? Uh, no. Or hobby-related stuff? Uh, yeah, I've built a lot of stuff. That mostly Harry, mostly Harry's stuff. Thanks. Yeah, I'm currently working on a, a Sikaran Executioner. I think they they called it Executioner, no Punisher. What they're called the one with uh, the Gatling. Uh, Punisher. Yeah, I'm building one of those, but I'm not. Uh, I think I am on record on another podcast uh, stating how I feel about the Forge World version of the turret. So I'm not going to go into that here. If you want to <laughs> to know that it's some somewhere in the fifties. Range of episodes uh, of another podcast that I've been part of previously, but uh, I'm uh, sorting a new t- turret. I'm also putting, since I'm playing Imperial Fists, I'm putting some lovely, lovely assault cannons on the sponsons. Might put a pintle mounted assault cannon on it for good measure, and just having it as uh, something that c- c- could out DACA most of the orcs. But uh, I've also I am still working on some archers as well. They are still on the table, on the desk, right next to the t- three knights that are also on my table, the hobby table. Cool. Not fantasy knights. Uh, yeah, but uh, the good news is I am since I have been working loads of nights, but uh, evenings nights. So I will. Uh, so that's that's the reason why I haven't have just basically been building stuff. Been a bit too tired when you get home at uh, 11 p.m. at the earliest to just paint, but uh, I am going to start to work from home for a bit. So I will have my hobby table right next to my office. That might help getting some stuff done. Less work, more paint. Yeah. In, given what I do for a living, there is some downtime sometimes, sometimes during the days. So. But uh, other than that, I have done not much hobby other than 
live vicariously through photos of other people having games. <laughs> so, so, how about you, Jens? Have you done anything for the last, uh, what is it, like six years since you were on last time? <laughs> I've actually done done some things. I've painted up my, my Rugled's Arbor Dorks. So I got a unit of 12. Uh, not sure what I'm going to use them for. Uh, but maybe they'll go with my orc army once, uh, whenever I get to finishing that. Ooh. And I painted some dwarfs just because I I like painting dwarfs. Nice. Yeah, but the the dwarfs have some lovely models. So can understand it. Yeah, some old metal dwarfs that I found. I might as well paint those because they look cool. Yeah, best reason. Really, but uh, see, it looks uh, see, it sounds like a bit like you could make a proper uh, Dogs of War army then, with having the yeah. Rugless Orcs as a uh, regiment of renown. Yeah, might do, but I'm, uh, someday I'm gonna finish my Orcs I've got, and uh, like ten Savage Orcs that I need to base, and some Black Orcs that I need to base, and some. I, oh, I bought some uh, Savage Orc Boar Boys. In metal for like everything. Oh, nice! So uh, those will be assembled and painted one day. Are they good? Nice. Though? You know, does it matter if they the look cool? Boys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have uh, what's it called? They get extra tax. Yeah, they got uh, frenzy. Yeah, frenzy. Yeah. yeah. So you got loads of tax. Like um, I usually struggle with them with my dwarves because. Uh, uh, they just grind the dwarves down. It's loads of attacks. Yeah, I've got a big block of like 28 Savage Orcs. But I wanted nice. some, some more Savage Orciness. So when I got like five Savage Orc Boar Boys for 300 Swedish Kroner, it was like, yes, please. Give it those. Nice. And there's this, this searching back to the dogs of Wardy, then you can have the dwarves, dwarves and the orcs fighting in the same force. Just to make oh, a really, really weird image for everyone facing you. <laughs> there's nothing in the runes that says it can't do this. Well, it's a dogs of war army. Of course they can. You can even have elves fighting next to the dwarves. Yeah, but I think you should pay extra for that. There that should be some rule that you can't fucking hire stuff that you hate. And they hate all uh, green skins. Yeah, so but I know it that should be adding animosity. Yeah, I think in <laughs> yeah. if you have both an elf ranger and a, a dwarf troll slayer in your warband, you have to pay double upkeep for them to stand each other. Yeah, yeah, but just imagine having animosity in a dose of war army, given that you have dwarves and orcs, and you know, in any role on a two or above, they just fight each other instead of the enemy. You have to roll once to make them uh, go forward. I can see that. It would also be hilarious for the en- enemy, given that, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the rolling ones and uh, having your army destroy itself. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But I need I need some more like pikemen and uh, stuff like that if I want to do a dose of war army. I don't have yeah. enough uh, guys with pikes. Yeah. As for now, you probably have to look at some historical ranges rather than uh, fantasy ranges. Then, yeah, I do have some uh, what they call the Leopard Company. 
dudes laying around. I got them from Morton because he he built a drugs of war on me. Then he had some spare. He asked me if I wanted them. Was well, that yeah, just the reason we don't, didn't have to paint them? <laughs> Pretty much. Just uh, in his closet of shame. Yeah. I do have a Dogs of War captain. He's a guy with like a hammer, and I don't know which regiment he belongs to. Not not the big like meteor hammer guy on a horse. Yeah, not, but, like, not, the, not the knight then. Yeah, but like one of the regimental captains has got a hammer. Hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll paint him up to lead my force. But is, yeah, is he not? on a horse or? Oh, he's just on foot. Hmm. No, which guy that is? Yeah, now we're just going to spend uh, about an hour instead of uh, talking about uh, what's, what's new or anything. <laughs> we're just going to look at images on the internet to try to find that speci- specific guy with a massive hammer. Guy with hammer. What style of armor is he wearing? Uh, I can't remember. He's like wearing. <laughs> it's just a, a, a guy oh, with so a hammer. Jan saw yeah. in a dream once. Yeah. So it's that guy that we can't remember <laughs> and uh, might exist or might not exist. He's in one of my bitboxes. I don't know which one. Yeah. I have a few of those as well. It is the random models that you have in a bits box or something that you, you have no idea where you got uh, either. I think that if you have enough uh, minis, they just start creating other minis after a while. Which one? I just remember al guy. So al Leader? Or what? Might be. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to ask, Jens, have you been playing any games lately? Given that you are the one, uh, other than Niklas, that usually plays games and, uh, and are still frequent the po- podcast semi-regularly? Tennis was taken away by a guy with a hammer. Yeah, I think uh, he goes lost, lost in a bits box again. Uh, <laughs> overly unusual. Yeah. So, uh, what should we talk about now? News or chariots? Well, yeah. Well, you wanted to talk about chariots, so just uh, let keep keep uh, all of our listeners on hold for a bit, and uh, so they have to listen to something that's actually rules related in sixth edition, other than uh, the lovely, lovely news that will come later. And we will all only mention that we're going to mention it later, but it will be another episode. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, while I was painting my chariot, um, I was thinking. I actually use chairs in the game. And uh, kind of wanted Jimmy here for this as well, because um, he used lots of chairs for his uh, beastmen. Um, but uh, I think chairs are pretty cool. Uh, from uh, it, It's cool that they added it to this fantasy game at all in the first place, because 
I mean, historically, chairs were used either very, very long ago in mm-hmm. the Middle East or by the, the Celts uh, in England. Yeah, and that was still quite a lo- lo- long time ago. Uh, yeah. 1900 years or so. Yeah, it's like uh, against the Romans. Yeah. Um, the Romans and... mainly used them for racing. So there's, a, <laughs> I know some people think that the Romans used them in battle, but usually usually used use them as racing. And one of the most uh, uh, wealthy sports star of all time was one of the Roman uh, chariot racers. But that's yeah. uh, just just a bit of a tangent. Let's talk about the yeah, demons. and also like the the Celts didn't really use them in combat either. They mainly used them to just get around and like to move important people and also to to like do getaway uh, attacks. Like uh, some skirmishers would attack the Romans and then they would uh, get out of there with chariots. Oh, imagine that as a heist movie, having a getaway <laughs> tire drivers. Yeah, it's the painted blue. I just want to do a quick interruption here. There is a field trebuchet uh, on the Tradera right now for a 190 kroner bid. Just as a side point. How long does it have left, though? It's on Friday, so two days. So it's probably going to go mm. up quite a bit more. <laughs> that uh, was a sidetrack and maybe a spoiler for later on this episode. But uh, I mean the the civilizations around the the like Egypt and Babylon, like they use actual chariots in combat. But that's mm-hmm. like super long ago, and also in a like a specific terrain type. It's pretty flat. Yeah, uh, but they they are really cool, and they're really like evocative to think about. And I think everyone kind of thinks of the the scene in, in Gladiator. Uh, with those sighted chariots just uh, cutting people's legs off and also in uh, in Alexander uh, there's uh, like a cool chariot scene yeah I, I'm not going to mention what I think about the gladiator movie and I haven't seen Alexander I <laughs> uh, don't know what you think of Alexander it's uh, very much a movie of its time yeah a lot of them are so to speak, there are also a lot of lovely scenes of chariot racing in Ben Hur. If you're gonna be like, if you're gonna mention movies with chariots in them, yeah, no that legs movie. getting cut off, then no, right? No, but they are they're racing, so they're pretty much uh, side swiping and ramming each other with chariots, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Uh, so chariots in fantasy, it's cool that they added them. It feels very strange because, like, it. It's kind of medieval times in Warhammer yeah. Fantasy, uh, but the, it's kind of fitting that the, the elves got chariots. I think because they are like an ancient civilization, so they they haven't they haven't changed much the the last uh, four thousand years or so since the <laughs> the last time they upgraded their yeah. arsenal. Um, but there's a bunch of other people that have chariots. Um, the beastmen and the orcs. So I kind of feel like uh, the elves have the whole like Babylon or Egypt uh, thing with the chariots that they're yeah. ancient civilizations. And, then, and the, uh, then we do have the tomb kings with a lot of chariots as well. And they, yes. they're really, they're really not surprising that they have 
them, given that their civilization ended about the about the same time as the high point of the chariot in history, if you yeah. want to do it uh, so equivalent for its real life, so to speak. Yeah, but I feel also that the the, the greenskins and the beastmen they're more like the the Celts with their chariots, and they're more ramshackle. Yeah, and also of course uh, chaos. They have chariots. Um, don't know, like thematically, like why they have chariots, but truly really rad. Because <laughs> other, yeah, because other arms had them and they look cool on the battlefield. Yeah, because they do. They make really great models and model opportunities. Um, there's no other faction that has chariots, right? Woodells had them in uh, Ravening Hordes, didn't they, Jens? Yeah, they did. He's uh, back. I'm back on the bitbox. I was banished to the Shadow Realm, but I'm back. Yeah. Was it the man with the hammer that uh, tried to get you? Yes. Yeah, we, we, did, spe- we did speculate. Yeah, but it is the uh, Dark of the High Elves, uh, the Orcs and Goblins, the and Chaos and uh, Tomb Kings that have them. And in Chaos, it is uh, all of the Chaos that have them, so to speak. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's also uh, actually uh, Demon Chariots in the Storm Chaos. Yeah. Um, so, how do you use them in the battlefield? I think m- most of them functional like the same the tomb kings are a bit of an exception because they have units of chariots they're more like they have, hard, they have, hard hitting light cavalry yeah they have yeah. light chariots that are pretty much the equivalent of uh, light cavalry given only that they are not light cavalry in the, how they move they move like chariots but yeah. they are they are archer platforms that, that can uh, uh, do a nice bit of uh, side charging or rear charging yeah so the big thing with chariots is that they get impact hits, which is D6 strength, whatever strength they have uh, on the charge. Well, the Tomb Kings get D3, I think. Yep, D3. Yep. Uh, and also the big thing with chariots is that they can't march. So they are quite slow. Yeah, they charge pretty far, but they can't march. So. And in the case of uh, the dark, darkest ones, they have some of them have stupidity and uh, might, might even might not even move at all if you're unlucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have both stupidity and also like their mounts are pretty slow. Movement mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. Uh, well, like on the other side of the spectrum, the the high elves ones are really fast yeah, most, because they have uh, uh, most of them are movement seven. Yeah, the highest have elven steeds instead, so they move a bit quicker. Yeah, they move nine. Yeah, but they used to be a bit more punchy on the charge, given that they had the scythe wheels in the <laughs> port, but they were removed. They were removed, and that still bugs me. But the, most of the scythe wheels were removed in the rule books, alarm books, compared to Ravening Hordes. And Wood has got the, theirs removed altogether. They don't have any shares anymore. Yeah. Kind of makes sense, but I mean, the they are kind of Celts, so maybe they should have still had him. It's, it's really it, cool, though. It would make uh, for a uh, like you could have them in a certain theme of the army, like you can have more uh, 
spirits or treatment and uh, rights and everything in some themes of the army and then maybe have more of an elf focus than you can have uh, chariots instead something like that yeah. I don't know how, that book yeah, that is so full like a, a yeah. more civilized yeah but on the other hand the wood elf book is so full of extra rules it uh, adding more stuff to that might have been just uh, a bit over the top given how ridiculous some combination of that army can be Yeah. So the if we take the, the chairs from the, the top, uh starting from the, the far north, the chaos chairs, they have uh, chaos steeds. Uh and they have move eight. Um uh, right? Or do they move seven? Like do they count as barded? Yeah, move eight, but barding, I think. Or do they actually barding? I mean the models are clearly barded, but I don't know if it's just the actual rules that they have barred. Not sure. I should have prepared for this. Uh, the wheels, and they hit really hard because they have chaos warriors on top, and they yeah. can also be core for a mortal army. So, yep, uh, like having, cool. yeah. So that's, that's a bit of a theme to have, like a a whole army of just chaos chariots. Yeah. Uh, so what did we settle on now? Chaos chariots. The chaos are barred and minus one move. Yeah, so they are seven because they're base eight. Yeah. So kind of slow, uh, but really tough, really really heavy hitting, and they can be core. So you can just have a whole army of them, uh, which is a bit of a thing. So you can have like a, a character riding on it as well. Uh, I've seen like a scene list with this. There's a bunch of characters on chariots that fling magic. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty harrowing. Uh, and then the other chaos chariots are the the beastman chariots. They can also be core, but for like a beast army. Yeah, uh, you can mix these these two in the same army, of course. And these chairs are really good, I think. Um, so they have the the boar boars uh, join them, the tusk or there. Um, they're, they're not as tough as the chaos ones, and they have like a a scrawny beastman and a, a buff beastman running on it, and the buff beastman has a great weapon. They're also way cheaper than the, the regular chaos one. So I, I really rate these ones. And when me and Jimmy went to, to Poland to play, uh, Jimmy had three of them, I think. And they're really good. Uh, really nice to just be able to fill out your core uh, with chariots uh, because they're also really useful. I, I think it's really it's really rough when you have like an army that has a, a core tax where you just have to take some units as core that uh, kind of dictates how you have to build the rest of your army. And uh, you can't really... You have to build around the core, and the core is not like a supplement to the army. Same with like Dark Riders, Dark Elves, that they are core, they can be used for any other army. But uh, like High Elves, they have Silver Helms that you kind of have to build the army around, or 
as a, an aggressive army or tie elves with the uh, uh, spears, yeah. which makes it kind of a defensive army. Yeah, and uh, if you're do- taking chariots in a high form, you're regularly taking them in pairs, just to have a, uh, the op- option of having a double flank charges or just having separate flank charges, given that they're quite flimsy, being that they're elves. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to uh, the, the two-for-one deal. But the thing with the chaos chariots is that you can take any number you want. So you can take one or two or five if you want. Without, like any anything kind of pushing you to do you have to take two. Um, the green skins, oh, they actually have two kind of chariots. Uh, the wolf chariots and the, the orc board chariots. Yep. And the wolf chariots you can take as two for one. And you can also take a third wolf on these chariots still in 6th edition, I believe. Just, I think you could add wolves as well as you could add horses to the high elf ones. Yeah, so a nice nod to the past. Yeah. No side to deals, though. No, and uh, not uh, any extra wounds for it either. <laughs> in that case, you <laughs> It was before, but it's it looks so good if you have four, three or four steeds for a chariot. Yeah, I th- I've seen like a, a triple wolf chariot once, and it was really cool. Yeah, don't uh, what is it called the uh, the goblin lord that uh, invaded Alfon? Doesn't they have, have four? Grom the Ponch. Yeah, Does... so fucking needs it. Yeah, haul that got around. Yeah. So the uh, the wolf chariots, I think they they also have three crew. Um, it's also move nine, which is terrific. Yep. And uh, can also have sided wheels and bows. I think the bows are kind of useless though. Yeah, but they come with short bows. They can have spears as add-ons. That's nice. Yep. And the orc chariot, I don't think it's super useful because you can only take one. As a choice, as a special choice, mm-hmm. which is kind of lame. Yeah, but the yeah the goblins can take a third wolf and extra crew, and the orc chariot can take extra crew, so it can be more orcs on it or more goblins on them. Yeah, I think like for what you would use it for, you would always go with wolf chariots. It's well two inches faster. And you can take two of them as one choice. Yeah, they are a bit more more flimsy, but they are uh, they are goblins, so that's uh, not so surprising, really. But uh, yeah, you pretty much using them to harass the enemies and do flank charges to remove rank bonuses. Anyway, yeah. Uh, moving on, should we go to the elves? Yeah, which one do you want to start with? Uh, we'll start with the Hiles one. Yep. Um, I, I never see these ones, actually. Uh, I've been thinking about them when I was thinking about chariots, because, I mean, they are pretty good on paper. So yeah. Maybe the Hiles have better stuff and special to take? It depends on your list build, really. Because uh, they are competing with uh, uh, Reavers and uh, Dragon Princes and Shadow Warriors. It all depends on your list build. Yeah. I was thinking, like... Um, like a pile of cavalry armies, that's a thing. Like uh, yeah. Silverhams' core. 
should should see some chairs in that. Yeah, but I I usually typically use them in uh, when you have a more of an in- infantry corps uh, army with uh, silver helms and chariots uh, as support. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then I need to use two, and I only own one, which is the annoying bit. <laughs> so I'm just gonna re- wait for the re-release of the <laughs> the uh, higher army, and hopefully they're gonna sell that lovely chariot, uh, the Tyranno, the Tyrannoc, whatever you call it, uh, and uh, White Lion chariots. Then I can have a lovely Tyranno chariot with proper horses and some uh, statuesque lions for something else, like statues. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but they are move nine, which is lovely. Yes, and that's really they, good. And they come come standard with uh, hand weapons, spears, and bows. In that case, yeah, nice. And uh, you can include up to two horses for each one for seven points each. Two more horses. Yeah, so it has kind of four horses. Yeah. So you can have those lovely that's extra strength three attacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be nice, actually. Um, yeah, but they are they they are decent. Uh, they are pretty much standard as uh, chairs come. But uh, if you want to, you could put the mage in one. If you really want to up the points <laughs> for about one hundred and fifty points for a chariot, if you really want to, you could. The yeah. higher ones are also a bit uh, more expensive, at least at least compared to the orc and goblin ones. There are eighty five points base. Without extra horses, yeah. but they do come with more weapon options. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see some more of them. Um, I've only seen them in in books, in legends. But I think they're really cool. Yeah, they're 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 a nice uh, addition to the army. They and given that you could build a really good army just from using silver helms and pretty much nothing else uh, i really really like that they have the variety and have still having fast units that uh, are not silver helms and are still probably not as good as a unit of silver helms to be honest but uh, you can do some nice flank charges you can run around just shooting your lovely bow at people if you want to yeah yeah, I'm tr- really trying to come up with uh, reasons to take them. So moving on to their evil cousins. Yeah. The Dark Elves. So yeah. I had a shirt that, got, that I got from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, well, I, I played a bit with that. Um, and they are, they're nice. Um, a bit annoying with stupidity. Mm-hmm. Especially since they are Legion Eight, and uh, the the knights got bumped to Legion Nine, yeah. so yeah. they can get rid of the stupidity a bit easier. But the chair is still Legion Eight, so I mean a quarter of the times, I guess. Is that, is that correct, Matt? No, it's just less than that. Oh no, that's a quarter. Quarter of the time, you'll just end up not moving with it, or it moves uh, half of its move forward. Yeah. It can be quite annoying, but uh, yeah. They they are also a bit more resilient, uh, given that they have the, the, the... At least the steeds are a bit more resilient compared to other. Yeah, these, are, they, these were so, they, they were so good in the original publishing of the 
uh, eighth, seventh, sixth dead Dark Elf book that uh, they had to be FAQ'd and eroded. <laughs> and I got a lovely cutout that you could glue into, uh, tape into your book. Yeah. And, and I'm just mentioning this because the uh, little <laughs> piece of paper that I glued into my book has f- come loose and have fallen off. <laughs> yeah, I used a, a label maker to to add stuff to my my dark elf book. Yeah, I put mine in about uh, when the uh, Rata came out, so it's been quite a while. <laughs> so I'm, I'm surprised that the regular glue stick has hasn't held up as well. <laughs> uh, but the the super lizards they they do pay more of a punch at train four. And they also cause fear, which is really useful sometimes when you want to charge something that causes fear mostly. I mean, you're not going to get the uh, uh, the auto break from outnumbering your enemy usually mm-hmm. with a chariot. Uh, but it's really nice to have fear. Yeah, the, um, the, the downside is they are 10 points more expensive than the high elf uh, chariots at 95 yeah. points. And they, they do come with sided wheels. Uh, but they don't yeah. come with any ranged weapons. You can buy repeater crossbows for like 10 points. 10 points, 10 points and 2 points for spears, which is... Uh, yeah, always get the spears, never get the the repeater crossbows. No, uh, if you want to uh, snipe uh, enemy units in the side, get the uh, hero on a Pegasus or uh, some uh, shades. Yeah. Or dark riders for that, re- that reason, if you really want to <laughs> kick them out yeah. with crossbows. Yeah, you should have enough repeater crossbows in your army anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what I noticed with this, uh, this chariot, because I had the one chariot, and then I was looking through the book, and I realized that you can take two of them as one choice with the errata. Yeah. Um, so that makes them way better, because sacrificing a whole special slot for something that costs less than 100 points, uh, maybe you would like to add something bigger at bigger points levels. Uh, yeah. But taking two of them, this one is great. And also, you can mount a character in it, which is uh, maybe well, you, not optimal, but it's really cool. And I had you, a character you, spare. Yeah. So uh, I put him in there. And then also, Jimmy told me that uh, uh, a character in a chariot makes it unit strength five. Even yeah, though you re- uh, replace a, a guy, it bumps it up. Yeah. I was going to come to that, that it does make the uh, chariot a bit better if you have a character in it, just so it can uh, do some lovely, lovely extra stuff with the unit strength. On the other hand, yeah. you do pay pay about, as as with a mage or similar in a high of chariot, about 100-150 points premium on the chariot itself. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course, unit strength five is what you need to to break rank bonuses. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I added a guy to it. I haven't used it in sixth edition. Use it now in eighth edition, which we will talk about with Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool as well. Just have a, a badass dude riding around in a chariot. Yeah. And uh, coming down to the the Tomb Kings, I mean, they they work in a completely different way than other chariots, I would say, because 
like you have the the downside that you can march with a chariot, but you can't march with anything in Tomb King's army. And the Tomb Kings can do their double move stuff with the chariot yep. as well. So, I mean, they are their own thing. So I'm not sure they should be included in chariot talk, I'm afraid. Yeah, but we should, we should at least mention them, uh, given that they, uh, they, as they are a unit instead of uh, like a one to two choice uh, for a slot. Uh, they do have the options to have a full command, and they can also get the yeah. blessing from uh, the queen in that case. So they can have uh, poisoned arrows and stuff like that. But uh, as we mentioned, they are uh, a, a quite a different beast uh, altogether. They are yeah. weaker, but uh, they are also they feel an, a bit of a different uh, niche than the other chariots, since they are more more of a fast cavalry unit than than a chariot unit. Yeah. So, how do you use that chariot on the battlefield? The, the whole thing with them not being able to, to march makes them kind of a... They can never be like an alpha strike unit as a, like a big cavalry unit. Uh, you can't, like with a, a unit of Chaos Knights or Dragon Princess or whichever yeah. heavy cavalry unit, you can't march them up threaten your enemy's face and then charge them in the next turn unless they move. Yeah. But you can have 12 of them in a unit. Oh, with the Tomb Kings, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking about chariots in, in general. Ah, you mean in general, yeah, but I would just uh, mention that. I thought, uh, I missed that, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I had to mention that the Tomb Kings, want, you can have 12 in a unit, and it's just lovely. It's just... Uh, just everyone else, you, know, you can have one or two, maybe an army of them. Like, hey, you can have a unit of twelve. Yeah. Okay. How do I move that? How do I move that on the table? Yeah. The I've, the table? I've seen I've seen a unit of six, and that's big. Yeah, but then you're just gonna do that, twelve of them in a single rank. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, but let's uh, get back to uh, regular uh, chair, uh, in general chat, uh, chat about. Uh, Yes, so you can march them up. So they always have to be like a a second strike kind of unit, um, which I, I think it fits well for the dark elves uh, because uh, the dark elves kind of have to move into the middle of the field to cast magic and stuff, and to to kind of threaten the enemy with their flying monsters and and other monsters that kind of have to keep up. Like the hydras, you can't use. Like march it up into the enemy's face either so everything yeah. kind of has to be in the midfield so then chariots are pretty nice actually to to kind of threaten the enemy with a counterattack. i don't know like maybe maybe that's why not a lot of high elves take them because the, their cavalry is too fast and they just runs away from them you can't charge with them so maybe yeah. they should be better used as a counterattack unit yeah, but if you that depends also if you base your army around uh, having a load of silver helms or having a load of uh, spearmen as a core. If you yeah. have a, if a, if a solid line of spearmen and have a reavers and chariots, uh, maybe some silver helms as flank charging units, uh, then you probably won't. Then you probably will see chariots. But if you have loads of uh, silver helms and reavers and uh, maybe some dragon princes, maybe an eagle or two, you might not uh, see as many. Uh, chariots in that case yeah so yeah i think that they're, they're really good for threading like the midfield uh but the enemy kind of has to come to them and kind of expose themselves to them for them to be 
effective. So they yeah. can, in that case, they can't really be like a the, the main idea of your your army because like no one wants to voluntarily stand in front of a chariot. No. And uh, in some armies, the chariots, as we mentioned, they are better than others, but uh, they are support units in most, if not all armies. Yeah. So um, with Chaos, though, I think they're more of a regular <laughs> aggressive unit. Like you yeah. kind of just want to move them up towards the enemy because uh, they kind of lack, uh, they lack shooting. So you can't force the enemy to come to you to charge them with your chariot. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of lack other fast units. I mean, they have Chaos Knights and Hounds, but like fast units there are that can attack from the front. They don't have that many of them. Uh, but since they're core and they can take loads of them, you can move up like five Beastman Chariots straight up towards the enemy, uh, which will take three turns. Or but it will happen. Yeah. And if you are into playing the De Demonic Legion list, uh, you can take uh, some lovely, lovely chariots with uh, demons and demon steeds. So, yeah. I mean, the Slanish one, they're moved 10, right? Uh, it's pretty insane. Yeah. yeah. And they have uh, uh, side wheels, uh, or of Slanish demonettes as, uh, and as, yeah. As a crew, and uh, the the siege one is uh, it's a bit uh, slower. It's a bit weird because it's a scream a screamer instead, and they have a flame crew. <laughs> so it's just just a weird unit. You can fly, and the corn one has judge notes uh, as a crew uh, as, as uh, the steeds and the blood letters as a crew, and uh, it's a large target that has unit strength five. So it's quite uh, mm. mostly turret. And the uh, same with uh, the Nurgle one, and it says Plague Bears and the Demon Beast. And it's the, it is there is lovely, lovely stuff. But they are quite niche as well. But they are they are in there. Yeah. So yeah, I think the the chaos ones you kind of just like put towards the face of the enemy and uh, hope that they don't get cannoned away. Most of them. Uh, the <laughs> I think the, the Beastman Chariots are more useful than the, the Chaos Warrior Chariots because the Chaos Warrior Chariots are just so threatening that the enemy will try and get rid of it. Yeah, they're the first to go, pretty much. At least if you have uh, high strengths enough weapons that you can use to deal with them. Yeah. But that's also like a good thing. They can be kind of used as a destruction carnifex. Yeah. And um, to use like put that up the midfield and then you have your, your knights uh, marching up and they can either shoot the chariot or kill the knights. Yeah. Pretty much. The green skin chariots, I think, are a bit of a... bit of a... Bit, they're in a bit of a weird spot uh, because... I don't know how useful they are, really. Um, no, that, that that would have been a really great if uh, Jimmy has been on this and because he can testify uh, from first-hand experience about them. Yeah. First of all, I haven't seen many of them. Uh, second of all, they're a bit like Beastman chariots. Uh, they're kind of flimsy. 
uh, but you can't take them as cores. You can't have that many of them. You can just rush them up. Uh, and then, so you kind of have to have them in the midfield as supporting units to your infantry. But usually your goblin infantry uh, is night goblins. And they'll throw out fanatics. And the fanatics might destroy your chair. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah. They are fast, though. Like, movement nine. So they should be useful. I don't see many of them. Like, I've seen some themed uh, wolf rider lists. Um, and the wolf riders yeah. kind of just run away from them. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. But I think, as as with all, they do fit their teams. In in that in that case, you have to find have a use for them. They're not useful in every army, but they can be useful in some. Yeah. So I chat about the the high elf ones, or rather go back to them because you already like had a chat about their usefulness. Because uh, I mean, they're they're kind of the same same as the, the goblin chair. It's kind of in the same spot, I think. Uh, you can have like a very mobile goblin wolf rider list. You can have a very mobile elf list, or you can have a bit more of a defensive elf or green skin list. Probably not as common with a defensive green skin list, but I mean, you can have a bunch of fanatics and uh, yeah. bolt throwers and stone throwers and stuff like that. But on the other hand, the high elf ones are competing in the slot in the special slot, where which also have Illyrian Reavers, Dragon Princes, uh, Sword Masters, and Shadow Warriors. Yeah, so it's already hard to just fit uh, what you need in that because you want if you want a unit of dragon princes, you probably will not have a unit of any of the else or the others if you have a unit of reavers, or if you want a unit of sword masters, which are one of the they're they're quite good, but they're not the best unit in the special unit slot for the high elves. Yeah, so they they are competing for the high elves are competing in quite a competitive uh, slot. Yeah, I think. Uh... The the fact that Illyrian Reavers are special is a bit of a hampering thing for the elves because you you want at least one unit of light cap. Yeah, and they should have been in that case. They should have been core. Or they should have been an, uh, a, a possibility to make them core. Given uh, if you had uh, had more of the uh, honors that you can give the characters, like having an Illyrian Reaver honor instead, yeah, it makes makes your uh, prince or your commander from. Uh, uh, Illyrium, and then because of that, you can unlock the uh, Reavers as a core, uh, out to one core unit or something like that. The, yeah. the White Lion one makes the White Lions better as well. So they already have a precedent of having special ones for the special yeah. units. Yeah, I mean, it's going to devolve into like a how to fix tiles, but uh, I, I, yeah, definitely. I think oh, that, like, that, that, that's the other a... discussion. That's an entirely different discussion how to fix tiles. I think yeah. it's been going on since what is it, like 2003, <laughs> But like uh, having an honor that would allow you to take one unit of Illyrian's core, that would be awesome. The same with White Lions. I think like you should be able to take one of them as core. I mean, they're not, they're not, there are, there are crazy ways to get good. them as a spe- there are ways of getting them as a special unit, but uh, not core. Yeah, but I mean, that's just moving them from one competitive slot to another competitive slot. Yeah, yeah, you're putting them in an even more competitive slot in that case, given that yeah. we just talk about. But now we are really just talking about what's wrong with Hiles, and uh, not, not so much about car- chariots. And, yeah, but uh, it's also it's, kind of the reason why you don't see Hiles chariots, because yeah. they're special. 
Yeah. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned, they do require the list build because you have to, if you want to fit them in, you have to build your list around having two shares in them or having them as a support. But yeah. they do hit a bit harder uh, if you do combine charge with two shares rather than having a flank charge with, uh, let's say, reavers in that case. Yeah. As I said, like with the Dark Elves, that they, they kind of thrive in the midfield. Uh, I don't think the Hives do as much. They either want to stay far back and just have eagles harass you and shoot you to death with magic missiles and bull throwers. Mm-hmm. Or they are like a very fast shock attack force with cavalry. Yeah. But I think we should mention that all of the shares do have special uh, movement rules uh, when it comes to terrain. Uh, they can't move, they can't voluntarily move over obstacles or difficult terrain and unless you want to yep. cross a bridge. Which is quite nice. And if they do move through terrain, they will get demolished, pretty yeah. much. Which <laughs> D- makes sense. D strength, strength six hits or something. Yeah, which makes uh, really much uh, sense given that uh, uh, a flimsy bit of uh, wood with wheels uh, driven at speed over rocks should shouldn't really last. Yeah, they do have a quite. Uh, Made a quite a lot of uh, thematic uh, uh, rules for them as well that it makes sense to, to fit with the unit type in. But is there anything more that we really should have to mention about uh, the chariots? Um, than... Yeah, we already talked about the Jark Elf ones, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I said the thought of talking about him um, when I was building it, and also it's been a while since we did like Tactica. We did the the light cavalry and heavy cavalry one. So, yeah, that was uh, uh, two 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 years ago or something like that. Yes. It, uh, <laughs> speaking of, we should probably do the War of the Beard some kind time soon, given that we have done the High Elf and the Dwarf book. Yes, I'm just waiting for someone to put a, a big High Elf army against my dwarves ah so we are never gonna do that then <laughs> but I, I know that we mentioned uh, things like uh, uh, crewmen and wheel, side wheels and stuff like that and the rules that they do give is uh, if you have the extra crewmen they do give uh, one additional attack per, per crewman per extra crewman uh, which is nice uh, the extra steed gives one additional steed attack per steed which uh, is uh, not that impressive, given you can add them to a high elf chariot that gives an extra strength three attack, which isn't. Uh, Would be yeah. cool if they gave plus one move. Yeah, or uh, or uh, maybe up to unit strength or up to wound. But on the other hand, if it had up to the unit strength, everyone would have taken extra horses and all of the chariots. Yeah. Uh, but also the side wheels are plus one to impact damage and they do impact damage when they charge they don't do uh, any other kind of damage in that case unless you use counter spears but I mean the chariot itself in that case yeah get yourself some chariots they're rad yeah and uh, if uh, if you really uh, have any opinions on this uh, little chariot talk uh, please write it in. We might even might even uh, find it in all of the regular spam mail that we get to the 
email res- email that which is why we really check even check the inbox anymore, even though we have one. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, uh, send a message uh, uh, through our Facebook or Instagram, and we might get 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 to get back to you within five to six business days. You will definitely first get like an auto-generated Swedish message. Yeah, it says like "thank you for contacting us," but in Swedish, we we don't know how this yeah. happened. Yeah, but we uh, can't get rid of it. No, we can't get rid of it. I've tried. I tried setting it to English as well. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It defaults <laughs> to Swedish. So uh, yeah. Uh, also, it doesn't always give us notifications that we've gotten a message to our page, which is really, really annoying. So we're really sorry to those people that uh, we get. We do get back to most of you in, t- but it might take a few days before we actually get the notifications, and that is why it, because it's because Facebook is horrible. Yeah, sometimes I go to to Instagram and then like they, they keep changing the way it looks now. Like you can read messages on Instagram straight away. I think you have to go to the Facebook Messenger and then switch profile and then go yeah. to like three different folders of messages and then I click one and it's like, oh, someone wrote me a, wrote us a message two weeks ago. Yep. And I just saw it now. So that, it's terrible. that is all, that is also even that we we do have the Facebook business, uh, the Facebook Instagram uh, business manager thing, but it doesn't show the messages there. I just we're really sorry, sorry that it might take a while to get back to you, but we try. Let's have that the news. Um, yeah. First of all, there is a lovely, lovely uh, Schleich model that they are repurposing for Bretonia. I know that is a joke that about half of everyone that actually liked the model have done. Because like make a lovely, lovely, uh, like like uh, what is it called? Like polystone or uh, ceramic uh, casts of uh, unicorns. I I don't know, but that that joke. What is life? Some it's a, some, it's a, some it's company. A, I think it's, it's a, I think it's a German company. They make uh, lovely casts of, uh, amongst others, unicorns and uh, fairies. Mm-hmm. I actually love that unicorn. It looks. Yeah. Um, it is lovely. I, I, kinda, I, I, yeah, I do kind of get like if people think that it, that it's a bit, bit out of world, so to speak, um, like out of context. The same way, like a, a toy looks like it, you can see the difference between a toy and Warhammer in aesthetics and the the painting. That this does look different, but uh, yeah, but I think maybe because it's, it's so not grimdark. It's just like it's all white. Yeah, but it fits uh, this the style of it. It looks like an updated, a modern version of the old, uh, like the Morgana de Fey and uh, similar enchantresses on, uh, on unicorns. It looks like a really powerful unicorn but i think it is the painting style since that have changed a bit that um, is what th- throws a lot of people off because because as you said it might look a bit more like a toy when you're given the painting style but i think it looks lovely yeah yeah i really like and, it it looks like the the good version of arcane source yeah and it and if you look at the face of the unicorn it looks a bit menacing yeah it has a, a, a it has an angry face I think this could be a lovely if you want to adapt it for uh, your dark elves. Have like a dark seed instead. It would uh, look yeah. e- equally well. Just p- uh, switch the color palette, change out the rider, and uh, a dark uh, mo- mo- unicorn. Yeah, 
but uh, this, this is like a nightmare instead. You have it as, for, as a nightmare for a, a vampire army, if you want to. Yeah. It would be quite easy, a, which is a really sign nice of a good model. Which is a sign of a good model that it can be adapted as well. Yeah. Just like the Arcanus horse has been used for like good horses as well. Yeah. Or the horse from uh, the uh, tier three, three uh, Valton has been used for so many yeah. conversions, including Tyrion. Because that horse is so good. Uh, the sculpt is so good. But I, I really like it. I, it would be lovely to see these uh, come out in model form. And uh, speaking of, there is now a Old World uh, page uh, dedicated on the Warhammer community page. As, as they have a, like an article tab alongside all of the main games, the Horus Heresy and Age of Sigmar in 40k, they do have their own The Old World now, which all of the new news uh, articles are collected on. Yeah. It's nice. That was after the the announcement. Um, yeah. So this oh. announcement, people were uh, kind of hyping up a bit. Like I heard about it like two weeks before. And usually it just like pops up and then, hey, here's the Bretonia model. Yeah. And they did preview just a Britannia model. And for some reason, some people had to just mention, yeah, why is she wearing shoes? <laughs> that yeah. was one of the weirdest it's... comments I saw during the live stream, which was, why is the mage wearing shoes? And I just wondered, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> yeah. So they, they and... previewed a new uh, uh, Enchantress, uh, along with some other models as well. Yeah, I, I have. A, I'm just loving these uh, Knights of the Realm, I think they're called, on horses. And the Men of Arms <laughs> and the Peasant Bowmen. And I'm just so happy that they are re-releasing these kits, which is ridiculous, because they were were not the best part of this preview. I just love that they said, yeah, we're going to release these. This, this is a, a launch lineup for Bretonians. The old core plastic kits, some Pegasus Knights. And uh, do you want to mention what else? Yeah, so the old kits, uh, the Men-at-Arms, the, the Bowmen, the Pegasus Knights, and the Knights of the Realm. Uh, so it's most of the old kits, and then they said that they will release uh, some more kits as well. Uh, the, the trebuchet they're releasing, this time yeah. in resin, Fort World resin. Yeah, so they, they, made a, they, they made a specific mention of that it should be for, uh, this is Fort World resin. So that might also be why it will cost about uh, a thousand kroners. Yeah, and they, they also they also said that there will be some other kits um, at launch or after launch, as because they're missing still the the gray knights, the yeah. questing knights, and the the bell pilgrims. Yeah, but they did mention that there are other kits that will come out in either resin or metal during the live stream. Yes, I'm looking forward to some, some sweet ass metal. Yeah, so I'm thinking that they are really re-releasing the Pe Pegasus Knights just because they do are going to release a lovely, lovely Lord kit or Hero kit as well that we're going to talk about in a second. But that might be why they mention that others will come and they will be in metal. So I'm thinking possibly the Grail Knights in that case or yeah. the Questing Knights because those are some those were lovely sculpts when they were released. They're still lovely sculpts. That's just how it is. Yeah. So they showed all kills, and then they showed uh, what they had previewed before: the battle standard bearer on horse and on foot, and 
Yeah, the 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 Lord on foot as well with uh, the horn yes. helmet and the orc orc head on uh, impale on his uh, sword. And as we mentioned, the uh, yeah the what, what do they call it? Not the Fey Ancient Race, but the pro- probably the rank under. I'm gonna check what he's actually called. The the Lord uh, Little Sorcerers. Yeah, uh, I think they someone did make a translation of that into from French into English, and it uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it was at the moment, but I think it was quite funny. Yeah, but the new stuff that they previewed, the foot knights. Yeah, that what was the like the the main thing, I think. Yeah, they they really are. They are you are able to arm them with either great weapons or uh, hand weapon and shield, and uh, yeah. they do come with uh, what looks like all of the bits in the world to get them out with. Yes. You even um, have a have a banner that is a stick with a shrine on top of top of it. Yeah, I don't know. Like if I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not blown away by them. Um, it, I think it'll be nice to buy them as a bit box, <laughs> like if you're a Virginia player, because uh, I mean they're so blinged out and they have so many things on their armors and their helmets and stuff um and then they they show like the the old uh nice realm straight afterwards and i'm like holy shit they're so they're so blank there's nothing on them they're- yeah but they did mention that in during the live stream and they also mentioned that uh, the arm, arms and head of the foot knights are uh, compatible with the knights of the realm yeah so yeah i definitely think you will <laughs> like you should get one and mix them as a paternal player yeah I'm actually thinking that the foot knights could do well with uh, uh, blinging down a bit if you take the uh, the mountain knights uh, bits from them like the helmet and yes. stuff make, yeah, and, and having the crests on the uh, mountain knights instead yeah yeah definitely like, I was just thinking that just a head swap would actually be better I think yeah but on the other hand they might look really good when you start seeing these uh, come out painted from other people as well just uh, to see if someone goes with because uh, games worship has gone with the uh having all of them painted in the same colors of the as the lord as opposed to the old uh, army book style of having each knight painted uh, like he's uh, he's a lord of his own pretty much yeah yeah well, i'm really glad they, they're releasing folk knights uh mostly because you can use them in a siege that's uh where I would like to yeah. see nice and foot. Yeah, or if you play certain scenarios where an all-mounted army would be impractical. Yeah. It also bodes well for hopefully having returns of foot knights for the Reichsguard in the Empire Army. If they if they want to do that, it would be really nice. Well, that's yeah. just me wanting more foot knights, and not only for skirmish game purposes. But it do look like they are going to re-release some kind of uh, uh, rank base as well. If you look at the uh, peasant bowmen, because that have their old looks like they have an old rank base at the front. No, oh, yeah, for the, for the, the, the stakes. Yeah. So that's uh, quite nice, and I really hope they do release all of these kits in uh, these sizes of units, so you don't have to buy them like ten, ten a pop, and you need thirty of them in a unit. Yeah. So, what what other new models do they 
preview now. Well, they did start to paint the uh, frogs on uh, the <laughs> mallets for uh, <laughs> for the drummers green. It's yeah. really lovely. We we were actually uh, uh, sitting and watching this uh, over the weekend when we were playing at Morning's Place, and uh, yeah. like we noticed the frogs. I'm like, holy shit, they're frogs! And then like, oh, that's so weird that they're frogs on the sticks. Yeah. Oh yeah, they always had it apparently. And then just There's as we were the... talking about it, they started talking about it on the the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's yeah, only been it's close, only been closing in on twenty years since they were first released, and people are just now just oh, they're frogs. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, damn you, Kermit. <laughs> yeah, but the the last uh, last uh, last lovely model that they are releasing is a multi kit uh, general kit uh, on a Pegasus, which Royal is Royal Pegasus. Yeah, well, it, the, I think the title of the Pegasus depends on uh, who's writing it, actually. <laughs> it's actually a different unit in the, the old book. Uh, yeah, you, can't, you can't join them. Yeah. They're too royal. Yeah, it is a fancy, fancy really fancy posh uh, Pegasus. They look exactly the same, they're just a bit better. Yeah. It's a really what nice looking model. Yeah, what can you build of this uh, kit, then? Uh, the general? Or a duke, or yep. a battle standard bear. Yep, the duke is the uh, high, t- the, the lord tier, and uh, then you can build a baron, which is the ah, right. lower tier, and then you can build the battle standard bear, which is uh, lovely to see that they have uh, such a versatility in one kit, and there's also a lovely mustache in one of the one, <laughs> one of the heads that you're building. Yeah, or yeah, they look more of really them. nice as well. Like all three of them look really nice. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to know how they are put together and if you can magnetize them and have all of, all three ready to go. On the other hand, they look like they are quite a lot of fun to paint with the wings and then, uh, uh, yeah, all of the cloth and uh, the metals might be a really fun model to paint. But they, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really it's nice not- uh, Pegasus. Lots of lots of detailed texture on the the wings. Yeah, it is some of the better better wings, but they look a bit uh, te- in the texture. They look a bit uh, like the wings for uh, Indraste from Age of Sigmar or the Great Eagles from uh, Lord of the Rings, actually. Yeah, sure. And I'm not just saying that, or even no, no, no the the wings for the uh, Island of Blood. Uh, uh, Griffin is not that good as these are, <laughs> and I'm just—I'm not just mentioning that because I have all of three of them in eyesight currently. Well, of course I am, but uh, yeah. But what are the other big news about uh, the old world? Because this—this uh, this, these miniatures that we talked about now uh, pretty much make up the starting lineup for the uh, yeah the Bretonians when they are released and. They did say something about an approximate date, or a, but, but at least a time period, didn't they? Yes, early next year. The looks like the the first thing that's being released next year is kind of what they made it sound like. And uh, apparently, there's also a post on the community on their Facebook page. I don't know somewhere uh, that said uh, "Get ready for February," and then apparently they took it down. Yeah, but they did. I think uh, January is too early. Everyone is still uh, reeling from the 
uh, economic suffer- suffering of Christmas in January. Let's just start with this. Uh, but February is uh, plausible and did say the first uh, quarter quarters it should could be that, that like pre-orders February released March something like that. Yeah, yeah. March is usually like their the release. So I think they released the uh, uh, heresy in in March as well, right? Mm. No, heresy was, was released. Uh, heresy was released a bit later, at the start of the summer. Uh, oh, okay. I think. But uh, it it is a good slot. I think uh, the financial year is ending as well around there, so it might be a good way. But I also think that we will see at least one more preview from the about the old world before then, given that a starting lineup of one army wouldn't really be sufficient. Hmm. Would it? Yeah, yeah, we barely see anything from uh, the Tomb Kings. Oh, we've only seen that uh, weird character, the green faced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what I've said about that, and I stand stand by it. It's <laughs> a zombie from Plants for the Zombies in the mummy dress. But I really, I still like it. It's, it's just that the face, the painting of the face, makes it uh, visually uh, remind me of so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, that's pretty much uh, it. They will have a starting lineup of a lot of a few new kits, a lot of old kits, and I think that it will be the same for Tomb Kings. And I really hope that one of the new kits for kits for Tomb Kings is a replacement for the skeleton footman, well, the skeleton. Yes, and I, the horseman. F- f- yeah. Well, we could could replace most of the old plastic <laughs> line of. Uh, yeah, but I I fear that they won't. But on the other hand, they 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 can still make up a good sized uh, base of an army and they are quite easy to paint those models yeah especially now with the lovely co- contrast around the speed paints they can just uh, spray them like uh, a bone and then uh, have a contrast paint over them and they're halfway there he says having a lot of skeletons for his uh, vampire counts that are not painted yet <laughs> a lot of speed paints <laughs> Yeah, but I'm actually thinking. Uh, speaking of uh, another project, that that I should go back to my uh, undead, so to speak, just because I c- will order this lovely uh, new phone castine model that was uh, that is released for a Warhammer Plus this year, and right. and re- and replace her head because I don't like the head. <laughs> That's uh, just me, but uh, that's. Uh, Pretty much my idea. I want that one, and I want the uh, Kasserkin Sergeant, <laughs> which is almost named after one of our co-hosts. Is it called Mortens? Hmm. I haven't seen that one. It is. Uh, looks like it's just stepped off the page of a uh, uh, like artwork. We'll see if I can send it to you after after this. It's not important for the show. But uh, do we have anything else to talk about today? I don't think so. Um, just uh, waiting for for more than and Jimmy to uh, to grace us with their presence. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, we also need that. But I think we have at least one episode here, and uh, we're gonna do. A little bit in another episode for just having a lovely chat about your trip to the peninsula of Ireland. The Ireland land. 
Yeah, and it's still a peninsula. Technically, it's connected to the mainland. <laughs> it's permanently connected to the mainland. I will stand, stand, stand with this. <laughs> and, it, and I'm not just mentioning it because it annoys the modern. <laughs> like, like he will ever listen to this. Eh? Yeah, but we but I should uh, get some uh, minis together, and we maybe we should have a game some sometime re- re- remotely soon. At least I'm working uh, evenings for three weeks in uh, November, so it might be after that. Yes, get your high elves uh, built. Yeah, either that or uh, have the uh, undead on a play you know playable size. I have quite a lot of them as well, after all. On the other hand, the hives are on my desk currently, so it might be. I should just paint them. <laughs> but do we All have right. anything else to add? No. Let's, uh, let's tie this, this bag. Yeah, that sounds good. And then we will thank you all for listening. And thank you for... I was almost going to say thank you for contacting us, which is not the correct thing. But uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.